0: Hello and welcome to Open All Ours. I'm Chris Charles. I'm joined by three QPR fans and one living legend. Um, Start with, we've got Paul Finney. Good evening. Hello. It's very restrained for you. Uh yeah. It wasn't
1: bad, I'm trying to be understood and keep it so people can understand my stupid accent, So good evening, scenes about, yeah, about right. Okay, that's enough from you. Uh Charlie
0: Wise. How are oh, you,
2: Charlie? Yeah, very well, thank you. It's been a it's been a busy week with all these away days, but um no, nice to sit down and reflect and, and have a chat about them all and, and, and again, ready for another game on Saturday. They're just flying at us at the moment. I
0: know. Uh, a third QPR fan, Phil O'Sullivan. How you doing, Phil?
3: Yeah, I'm grand. Thanks, thanks for having me back on. It's brilliant.
0: Our pleasure. And finally, last and definitely not least, um, Ilias, chair. Welcome, Ilias.
4: Uh, thank you very much, guys, for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, let's have a good chat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, this is your this is your second time on the podcast. Your 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 debut it was brilliant. With all the children, it was a, a, everyone absolutely loved it? So thanks again for doing that and, and and thanks for joining us and first thing i've got to say is i'm i'm glad to see you here cuz when you were with morocco there was a, it was quite scary a, a couple of weeks back wasn't it
4: yeah it was scary it was scary uh, i was uh i was in a video game at that time call of duty
0: <laughs> but,
4: no but um, can you guys see me
0: uh, you've just gone off momentarily
4: sorry for there that
0: that's all right you're back again yeah
4: c- c- Chris Willow, of course, calling me, so...
0: Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on,
4: priorities, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> you, I, I had were... on point, so it's all right.
0: Oh. Well, for those who don't know, just explain what happened. It was like a military coup, wasn't it, where you were playing?
4: Yeah, in uh, Guinea. So what happened was it was in, indeed a military coup, and, um, well, the president got captured, and it was a whole mess, and it was not safe for us to be there And uh We got out of the country as quick as possible. That
0: that sounds quite terrifying,
4: to be honest. Yeah, well, we saw the military on the streets and they came into our hotel to check if if everything was okay. And if there were any any enemies in the hotel and all that. So, yeah, it was was, uh, scary for a little bit. But um, thankfully, thank God we got out of there quick. And um, yeah, I'm back in London now.
1: And, and- I don't know, even it is? They came into hotel to see if you were a footballer or be an opposition member.
4: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Obviously, the thing was, um, it was a bit scary because it was two military just fighting each other. So,
1: yeah.
4: two militaries fighting each other. So um, we can just hear the gunshots outside of the hotel and all that. So it was, it was very scary. I was like in a movie,
2: really. How long were you stuck in how long were you stuck in the hotel for while it was all going on?
4: Uh so it happened at night. We stayed that night and then the the next uh, evening we just left. Yeah. So oh, while, yeah, 10, 12 hours maybe. Wow.
1: happened. That's not It's not funny though, is it to be fair, when you're stuck in the middle of that. I mean, for anyone who's been in that kind of situation, that's that's a documentary waiting to happen, isn't it? At least. It's yeah. just you don't expect to go play to game of football and end up in kind of a woozle, do you?
4: Yeah, exactly. Uh, And uh, all the lads were saying, oh, I've got something to tell to my kids now. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've got to mention, um, before we get off the subject of Morocco, um, one of your teammates is obviously an absolute QPR legend.
4: Yeah, correct. Correct.
0: So how is Adele?
4: Uh, He's good. He's good. He's a very good guy. Um, A genuine, a genuine lad. Um, obviously, he gives me a lot of uh, lot of advice on how to play the game and how to look at the game and stuff like that. And uh, I can only appreciate him how he, he's been treating me so far. Um, and it's a pleasure to play with him.
3: Does he do lots of uh, skills and tricks in training, or has he calmed that right down as he's got older?
4: No, he calmed that right down. Um, he's more of a or just a passing move guy now. I it really see, is. Yeah, I wanted to see some skills and all that, but he does it sometimes when he has to come out of a sticky situation, but not really a lot. He just plays one-two touch and, and works for the team.
3: <laughs> I, I saw him playing for Benfica on the TV a few months ago, and I, I just thought he wasn't the same player. It's amazing. I, can't, I kind of think that we got the best of a Delta Rats at QPR. Yeah, well, I think, I think for a
4: footballer, your, your, game, your game changes a bit. Once you become a bit older and, and, and the, attribute, the physical attributes are not there anymore, um, I mean, you can lose a bit of speed, you can lose a bit, uh, a bit of agility with injuries and everything. So you've got to adapt your game. And I think he's he done that brilliantly and he's now still playing at the highest level possible. So fair play to him.
3: And does he chat about QPR? Is he, is he, is he you know, happy about his time at QPR?
4: well, yeah. He gives me a bit of stick for getting them promoted and everything. So you know, he, he, tell, he, tell, he tells me it's going to be a difficult task to do that. So, <laughs> no, but um, he's, still a, he's still a QPR fan. He watches the games. He's, a, he's actually a very big football fan. He watches a lot of games. Um, he loves football so much. So he watches QPR whenever he can. And, That's uh, brilliant. Yeah. And he gives you, to be fair, he gives his feedback. He gives his feedback, and and obviously he knows players like uh, Chris Willock. who played with him in Fica, so um, yeah, so it's all good, man.
0: Right. Well, I mean, he was. You can tell it from us that he he was. I mean, he's gone down as one of the greatest ever QPR players, and and he's up against you know you going right back to the 60s with Rodney Marsh, 70s with Stan Bowles, people like that. But he deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as him, and obviously you've got that uh, you've got that number 10. Shirt now, um, like those guys, and um, yeah, I think um, you could well be the same in a few years' time.
4: Well, hopefully, hopefully, I just, uh, I don't want to compare myself to them because what they have done for the club is is so so big. Obviously, uh, I know I know a little bit about Stambols and and obviously Adele, and and there are many many good players that came came before me. Uh, I'm just trying to do my job and uh trying to please everyone that I had to please and please myself, most importantly. And um yeah, hopefully we can get back to where we belong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um well it's 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 we started well this season. I know we have come on to that. I know we had a, a defeat um the other day, but I, I suppose guess you can't give everyone two goals head starts in every single game without it coming back to bite you at some point. But um, I, I think generally, that the, the just the feeling is win, lose or draw. I think everyone's happy just the fact that we're playing good football. We're entertaining. It seems like the squad will like each other. They come over at the end again, whether they've lost or won and support the players. And it's just, we're on a great ride at the moment. How does it feel for you?
4: Uh, like you said, um, yeah, it's been the start of the season been very well, uh, very good. Sorry. Uh, it's been very good. We've had the... Uh, we have had a good start, but I still think we can uh, we can improve our game, all of us. Um, and it's a long season ahead of us, so we don't have, we don't have to get carried away, and we don't have to get feel disappointed after a loss. A loss is gonna come, you know. Um, and and the way the fans are behind us at the moment, as well, is just brilliant. Brilliant. Um, every every away game has been sold out. I think the way the way fans has been brilliant. So uh, for us at the moment, it's just Reflecting after those games um we can't like you said we can't give two goals away every single game and, and trying to come back so it's all about starting faster and uh, and and getting a grip of the game a little bit quicker and uh, hopefully we'll do that
2: just one thing I want to come on to is i think it's been very apparent this season this never say die attitude how we keep on coming back from these these early goals and getting results and not not the fact that last year we didn't have this character in this fight, but there's definitely been a, a sort of change from last year. Do you feel though um, something's changed in sort of the the culture, the mindset of the players and the squad, or is it simply the fact that we're getting better at taking chances throughout the games? What do you kind of think is is down to that transitional change of this never say die attitude that we're seeing this season?
4: Uh, I think it's a mentality. Yeah, I think uh, for sure it's a mentality. A uh, game is ninety minutes,
2: and and and.
4: As we've seen in football, football is a is a wicked sport. So it can change in in five minutes. Every the the game can change. And like you saw on um, on Tuesday, we scored one goal. We probably we should have probably won the game. um But in all fairness, um, yeah, the mentality just 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 the winning mentality that we have to have with the players they brought in. Obviously with uh, Steph and Charlie and Andre Gray and. And uh, other players that came back from injury, like Luke Amos and all that, so it gives us a bit. Uh, it gives us a boost as well as a, as a squad. We are, I think, we have a very good squad at the moment, and uh, hopefully, we can stay all fit, and uh, we will be doing very good things this year. Yeah. Uh,
1: one thing I, I'd like to say is, I'm 52 years of age. I know I look 35, but I'm old. And if <laughs> if, if, if Chris if Willik had kind of scored on. Um, Reading, I think I would have left the ground on a stretcher. I've never known anything like it. But at three-one, I don't know what you felt. I knew we'd get back into that game. I mean, it, it was we were so we're so good these days. Even when we lose, it's not like before where you know the heads drop and everything else. It's just, and I love the way that you guys respond. To this, I just you look at each other, going, come on, we can do this. Where does that come from? Is that just is that trading? Is that the fact you get on so well, or is it just fact you were just thinking we've got nothing to lose? There's no expectations on us. Just do this. Uh,
4: well, I think it's all about just just to keep playing our game. And 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 in football, you tend to when you when you up, you tend to step it down a little bit and go a bit more defensive. Um, and that's what we had in the last couple of games where teams they scored they scored a goal they scored two goals and they got a bit defensive and we, we had more time to play our game and i got to give the fans some credit as well because they've been behind us every single minute of them games um i know it's not easy to go down uh 2-0 at Bournemouth i know it's not easy to go down uh, 3-1 uh, um at Reading but we have got to give the fans some credit. They st- they stuck with us for the whole ninety minutes, and uh, and that gives us a boost as well.
1: Yeah, but the, man, uh, a wee bit less heart strain would be nice. But I tell you what, <laughs> it, 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 it's cracking. I just can't believe I i you know the, the, not just the way we're playing, but the, the goals we're scoring in this and the chances we're creating. It is is almost like total football, isn't it? Is 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 a manager giving you that? Much more freedom, or what's changed in the last twelve months?
4: Um, I think. I think last year, um, we since the manager came in, I think uh, all the the three seasons he's been here, we, we played good football. Three seasons, yeah. but it's just it's just that we never really uh, dominated a game and, and and won a game and and got that winning mentality. Uh, a couple of results on the bounce, you know, like we did uh, this time. We had like five, well. Five on five uh, five games unbeaten, um, a good, very good start. I think that is just something that um, the team is a team mentality. Every every single person wants to win, um, and I feel like in the in the last couple of years we had a couple that was just happy just to be there, and now everyone just wants to win and wants to 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 get back where where we belong and fight for something much much bigger than just staying in the championship, you know.
2: In terms, of, in terms of in the dressing room and, you know, there's obviously that cliche play, uh, players say, you know, we'll take each game as it comes and what have you. And the, I know there's a lot of positivity and optimism from the fans of what we can achieve this season. What is what is sort of the target inside the dressing room? What are you guys setting out and saying, you know, what are you targeting to, you know, where are you targeting to finish the season from the players' perspective?
4: Uh, well, from a, from a players' perspective, obviously now we have a lot of international breaks. Mm-hmm. um so we just trying to we just trying to go by each six games that we play and then we've got an international break so we make sure that the six game we the six games we play we give our absolute best and trying to get a result wherever we are and not be afraid of any single team um and then we get that international break everyone gets to recover then we go again for another six or seven games and that's how i think the season will go because this is going to be a lot of international breaks at the moment, and um, and I think it's taking every single game how it comes. So we don't, we're not afraid of every sing, uh of uh, of any team. Um, I think the teams are more afraid of us now, especially yeah. with the especially with the comebacks. So uh, we got a real a good uh, little reputation going in the championship. So for us, it's just more about uh, getting getting them. With that winning mentality, like I said before, that's the most important thing. And if you've got that, I promise you, we can go far.
0: Yeah. Can I just I can talk about it. a couple of the, uh, I know you guys, there's a lot of young guys on the side, but a couple of the elder statesmen, shall we say, um, Charlie Austin and Uncle.
4: <laughs> do you call yeah. him Uncle? <laughs> yeah, I call him Unks. I call him Unks. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Unks, man. He's, uh, he's about, a real Uncle.
0: Yeah, but I mean, do they, do, is that, does it help having two guys who've, done it all have been there before to, to someone to go and talk to if you know things aren't going quite right i know you spoke to adele's like a bit of a mentor of yours are those two guys like putting the dressing room together as well
4: yeah definitely definitely um no, obviously we all know we all know Chaz is uh, one hell of a character um we we know that Anks is so passionate about the club he's a fan himself so he wants to he wants the best for the club as well, and we got some other players as well that give us some great advice, like Stefan Johansson, um, Lee Wallace. Um, so yeah, it's very important for us guys, for for the young lads, and especially that we have them kind of players there that can that just keep they keep us on our toes. They're not like uh, they're not like uh, shouting at us um, every week or something. No, just keep us keep us on our toes and, and, and get and get. Make sure that we get the results that we need, um, and to be fair, has been has uh, been brilliant so far. It's been brilliant, and I just named these four guys. Obviously, there are some other guys as well, but these four guys are the 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 main leaders in 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 how we approach games and how we prepare for games and stuff like that. So they've been doing an absolutely brilliant job.
0: And Anks hasn't done a bad job of uh, getting us out of the uh, the doo do in the last couple of games as well, hasn't he? He's been brilliant when he's come got... on.
4: No, he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Um, he's next to me in the locker room as well. So I speak to him every single day. And, and, and honestly, uh, I call him, I call him uncle, but he's like a, a real uncle. He's just like there for you whenever you need him. Um, he gives you great advice, not only about football, but just about life in general. And uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that he's with us. And uh, yeah, man, very good guy.
3: Uh, Ilias you scored an absolute screamer against Barnsley at the loft end where you got almost to the goal line were you ever going to cross it or was it always in your mind you were going to smash it in the roof of the net is one question and the other is what's your favorite ever goal then um well
4: um obviously that that game that I feel like that at that point a goal was important for us to to get back in the in the game but when I looked up and I saw Dombo there was no way that I was gonna cross it to Dombo <laughs> <laughs> If that if that was Charlie or, or Linden or something, I, I, <laughs> I would consider it. No, but all jokes aside, um, I, I wasn't thinking about crossing at that point. Uh, I just thought, like, let me just go for glory and 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 anyone well And it's my favorite, brilliant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. My favorite goal. I would probably say my debut goal, uh, very first time I scored for QPR. It was probably the best feeling that I ever had. Um, there was back in the day with uh, Ian Holloway when we won 3-1 uh, at Loftus Road against uh, against uh, Birmingham. And yeah, it was uh, just an unbelievable feeling and, and I will never forget that day.
3: I thought you were going to say the one where you scored from the halfway line at Stevenage. Um,
4: well, QPR is my club, so... Wow, right, exactly. Yeah, I good, good Yeah, I cannot say another club.
1: (laughs) Good answer. Uh, Elias, one thing I I would say is that goal against Barnsley that Phil rightly brings up is is probably the most Adele goal I've ever seen scored by anyone who's not Adele was, (laughs) And I love the fact that you're not scared to keep doing this and to keep trying, to keep keep taking players on because football's about the team and you guys are young. And I see so many youngsters and they have the skill drained out of them by the time they're 25, 26. And they're they're, just... Keep doing what you're doing. You're on your way to being an absolute legend of a footballer. Just just keep doing it because that's what the fans love. At Rangers, we love to see the player try things, do things. And, and another thing you don't do is well, you never had in that pitch. So um, keep doing what you're doing, fella. I
4: appreciate
1: it. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.
2: Just want to come on to what Finny was saying there. I think one thing that I love watching about this side is I think the sort of the relationship on and off the pitch you have like you say with chris Willick. i mean interrupting us that on um, interacting the podcast how dare he but the way the fact it's of right. like, the, the wave level sorry the wavelength you're both on it, it's so enjoyable to watch how you constantly playing off each other the movement you just just seem interlinked What what is it like playing with with chris Willick, and how's that sort of relationship and sort of um how's that what you know how's that come about working on and off the pitch so seamlessly
4: uh, the thing is, we understand each other. So, we are about the same age as well. Obviously, we had Ebbs and Bright before, and, uh, and I was let uh, well, I stayed at QPR and I was thinking, like, Oh my God, what am I going to do now? And then Chris Willock came in, uh, and it was just, yeah, we just clicked straight away on the pitch. It was just a, a link up play, and, and we understood each other. And of the pitch, yeah, you just get those sort of relationships sometimes in life that. It just comes by nature then uh and that is what I, I have with chris and I have with the Seni, and 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 some other guys as well and yeah obviously he's he's uh, great and the more we build our chemistry, the better we're going to be
0: mm-hmm. just i know you've got to go in a minute Edias, and that, that's fine thanks for thanks for taking the time but um in in training, we mentioned Adele in training then in training who who do you like to watch who do you stand back and go wow he's he, he he's um he's pretty special. Uh, uh, at QPR yeah
4: well obviously uh, you got you got Chris um, once we do finishing obviously Charlie Austin is finishing and I ask him all the time like how did you do that and how did you do this and his movement in the box is so it's so uh, unbelievable obviously uh, so uh, I would say Chris Lee Wallace is an unbelievable player uh, the way he links up with, with me as well I, I love playing with Lee Wallace and we got we got so many players at the moment where you can say, like, wow. But at the end of the day, I feel like everyone, at the end of the day, everyone is just preparing for the game at this time. Before it was more about, like, yeah, well, let me go and impress and let me do this and let me play. But now we really got a squad where it's more, let us prepare for the game and let us do what the game asks us to do. And um, I'm just impressed by the team, obviously. The team has just been doing brilliant.
0: That's very diplomatic. Before you, before, sorry, Craig. Before you, before. Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, just just also, the the gaffer, Mark Warburton. How is it? How is it under him? Is he? He seems like a very. We've had him on the podcast a few times. Seems like a very calm, calm, thoughtful guy, and obviously he's very good tactician as well.
4: Um, Well, since the gaffer came in, um, my game has been been rising up, and I still have uh, a lot of. Of ways to go up, and he speaks to me daily. He speaks to me daily. Goes over the games daily, and 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 he gives me so much confidence. And and the way he speaks to me as well He's just he's just perfect. Uh, just the the, the manager that I, that, that I need at this time in my career, uh, and just how he addresses the group as well, and and, and so so smart as well. A very smart manager, um, and I feel like he he can he can be a top top premier league manager if he if he gets the opportunity one day hopefully with QPR but he can be a top top manager and i think a lot of people under uh, underestimate what he can do with a uh, with a with a team so yeah a lot of praise to him and and as well to uh UST and and uh, and Neil Banfield and the goalkeeper coaches they done a brilliant job with Seni. so in in all fairness we got a a good club a real family at the moment, so I'm very happy to be part of it.
1: Right. As Chris jumped in, my dog's going mental as usual because it's a flippin' podcast. Uh, <laughs> <every laughs> podcast. Every podcast, every flippin' podcast he has to stick his orange. And Elias, what I was going to say to you um, before we go, if you wouldn't mind giving up best to Charlie Austin and what he's going through at the moment. Uh, I know he lost his crown his and that this week, and if you just give my best in the podcast is one thing and another thing, has anyone ever picked a fight with Jordi in training because I don't know what you thought on Saturday but when he came flying through, I thought that Reading player was going to land on Mars oh, uh,
4: Yeah, I will, I, will, I will tell it to Charlie and uh, uh, he, will, he will appreciate it obviously uh, and Jordi yeah, obviously Jordi is a, a very, very calm person he's a uh, hey. Yeah, he's not. Uh, if you look at him, he's not what you think he is. But then you just don't want to push him too far. So, <laughs> so obviously, obviously, everyone everyone stays away from him a little bit. But no, nah, he's a he's a brilliant guy. Um, he will never get into a fight with any of us because he's such a genuine and lovely guy to to be around. So um, I don't think we will ever see that.
1: <laughs> I was trying to, to come on. So, I, I, okay. I, I, I'm going. I, wrong, sorry.
4: sorry.
1: I did see fear in that Reading player's eyes. I, I, he was coming straight towards me, and I thought, if that running player wasn't there, he'd come straight into the stand. It was. Uh, <laughs> was like a, He was. He was. He was on a mission.
2: He probably would have. He probably would have.
0: <laughs> Listen, Ilya, thank you ever so much
4: for your time. Hang on, um, Chris. just a quick just, question. Just a quick one. Just a quick
2: one. If, Sorry, you, guys, if, you,
4: if, you, if you guys want to keep going, I've no. No uh, time or something It's not like. Uh, uh,
2: okay.
3: I'm
4: in oh, man. trouble. Good man. man. <laughs>
3: Good man. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, just obviously yourself as an attacker when, you, when you're on the training ground, you're doing small sided games or one on ones. Who is the one player you don't want to come up against in terms of like a defender that you just you dread coming up against in the squad? Uh,
4: a defender that uh, well, obviously, i I like I like I like to do my tricks on uh, on everyone, but yeah, to be fair, our defense, um, who I don't like to play against is uh, I'll probably say, yeah. Uh, a Rob Dickey or maybe a Yordi. Uh, they are both very, very good defenders. And um, the way they defend is so inter- intelligent as well. Lee Wallace is a very good defender as well. Very intelligent. Um, I don't know how he does it because he's quite quite of, a, of an old-timer. But it gets, <laughs> it gets, it gets, it gets there with you if you're trying to if you're trying to run him, it gets there with you. So no, nah, obviously we've got a good defense going and uh they've been they've been doing brilliantly so far. So uh, yeah. uh if I was playing for any other team, I wouldn't I would not like to play against our back uh our
1: backfire. Yeah. Just Can I just ask a quick three. oh sorry, Codic. Oh. Totally. I can do oh, no, this. Just... I have to a finger. Sorry,
2: <laughs> man. Um Who's sort of someone that you've always got their number? Who's one player you always get the better of? That you always nutmeg in, or is there someone in particular that you always just humiliating on the training ground?
4: Yeah, Dumball gets it a few times.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, Donball
4: can get it a few times. Uh, Luke Amos can get it as well um, mm. because because they are so like they're, they're not really um, defenders like centre backs. Centre backs are they will keep away from you and. For me, when I'm driving, I like someone that just commits. And then when I see him committing, yeah, it's all over. So, <laughs> so yeah, they, I'd probably say them too. But in all fairness, they are top players as well. They're doing an unbelievable job. And uh, hopefully we can see Luke on
1: the pitch very soon as well. So but that would be brilliant. What I was just going to come in to say, Elias, going on to the Bournemouth game. Um, obviously, there's two things that stood out. One, which I don't expect you to comment on, is Keith Stride has a very interesting way of refereeing football games um, <laughs> that I've never seen in some referees, but hey-ho. And secondly, what was... You looked pretty devastated at the, the final whistle and it looked like, you know, the lads took it really hard. Um, what was it like afterwards in the dressing room?
4: Um, I think for, for us, it was, yeah, obviously it was the first loss in, in a long, long time, I think. and And... And obviously, you wanna you wanna win every single game as a competitor. You wanna win every single game. And I think if we if if we get if we get if we got popped off the park and they were just the better team overall, I think you get into the in the change room and we say yeah, fair play to them. But that didn't really happen. Uh, we're just devastated because we had so many chances at the end as well. The the players the players that came on done brilliant, done brilliant to to create the chances and 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 to get and to get them. Pushing backwards, um, so yeah, for it was a bit, it was a bit quiet, but it was also a bit of a of listen. These these guys are meant to be the 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 Barcelona of the championship, and we just we just went toe to toe with them. Uh, so we shouldn't we shouldn't be afraid. And obviously, you want to win, but I thought it was a moral win for us as well, just to 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 think, yeah, we can we can beat these guys and. And I can't wait to face them. I'll love to throw it very soon.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice to get the revenge. <clears throat> um, since you've agreed to stay on a bit longer, I, I, you mentioned his name a couple of times, Lee Wallace. Um, <clears throat> it's it, it's weird. I know players, you know, often when they're not playing, they become better, if you know what I mean. But I think we have really missed him. And when he came in, everyone just thought he was going to be a bit part player, just going to be, just come on as a sub now and again. But it's really shown, and that's not how criticism the other guys, but I, I think we've really missed him since
4: he's been out. Um yeah, I told I told them I told him today, um, I'm I miss you, uh, I miss playing with you because the thing is about Lee Waters, he's uh, he's so intelligent and he he knows his football. Um when he speaks football, everyone listens. You know, it's not uh, he's not out there saying a bunch of words that no one understands. Everyone listens because he knows. Uh, how to play the game the right way, and how we want to play the game as a, as a team. Um, obviously, Sam McCallum now has come in and has done unbelievable. You gotta you gotta give the the the, the lads some credit as well, because he came in and, and done an unbelievable job. In terms of of that um, experience and that and that linking up play with me and, and, and Chris Lee Wallace fits into the like fits perfectly with us, you know. Um, so does Sam. Uh,
3: so does Sam, but um, yeah, hopefully he will he will be back soon. And uh, I read I read somewhere that he's he's having another scan though that he's not close to getting back on the pitch. It's gonna be another few weeks yet. Is that right?
4: Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a couple of weeks. Uh, I think it's gonna be a couple of weeks. I spoke to him today. He told me it's gonna be a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I don't I do know. If the medical staff is uh, handling their business
1: with him. So um,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we hopefully we can see him soon.
1: Yeah, he's another one you would want to fight, though, isn't he? I'm just thinking. He's... <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, but yes, by the way, Lee Wallace, that's not one guy you want to fight. I'm just telling you, I'm just <laughs> he's he's probably the you're talking from experience uh, there,
2: Elias. Or, <laughs> no, 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 no I'm, not, I'm, uh,
4: I'm not talking about, I'm not talking from experience, but when he gets uh angry, uh, he can get uh, <laughs> and he doesn't get angry often, but he's uh is a quiet storm.
1: It, it, it's us Celts, Ilias. We're, we're like very learned assassins. There's quiet assassins and there's Celtic assassins and we we, we lashed out, but then we forget about it. The other thing is, in this season, I mean, I'm not bothered. I'll be honest with you if we go up or anything like that though because I'm just enjoying the season. I'm just enjoying the way you guys are playing and maybe that's a good thing because there doesn't. I know there's some big hitters in this league there's the West Brom, the Bournemouth and everything else but I seem to think, I, I really think we've, I haven't seen anyone yet on TV or playing that scares me. I think this lot can go toe to toe of anyone.
4: Yeah, I I I'm agreeing with you here. Um I think there's any 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 team can come and get it. Um, um especially at home. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, uh, I love this road. I think uh, we we are feeling we are feeling the energy from the fans. Um, because we have played the year without fans, so um, it's been a, it's been a real relief when the fans came back. And honestly, I don't think we we're afraid of any single team. And if you go play about player, and and don't look at any names, just look at the attributes of of any team, you, you you'd say yeah, we got we got the better of them here. So I'm really excited for this season. I know it's I know it's very early still, like 40 games to go, and the championship can be. Cruel sometimes, uh, but we just have to keep our heads down and keep working, and 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 hopefully we can see the benefits after.
0: Right, last question, I promise now, because we we have kept you a long time. Just you know, I've got this 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 shirt on the away shirt at the moment. It's the first the uh, first shirt I bought in years, but I've got to say we, there was a, there's a YouTube channel. I can't remember the guy's name, but this this kit, the black kit, was voted the uh, the best kit in the championship, and the home kit was in the top six, I think, as well. Um, were you quite excited when you saw the kits arrive? And is it is it is it? Do you feel good playing in them?
4: Yeah, yeah, nice, very nice kits, very 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 nice kits. Um, I love them, and uh, every every single one, every single person that's close to me asks me, "Oh yeah, can I get the kits? Can I get the kits?" <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, they've done they done, uh, they, done <laughs> they done a very good job in creating them kits, and uh, well, we're proud to wear the, the the badge and and just go out there and enjoy everyone.
3: It's a perfect kit to get promoted in. It is a perfect kit to get promoted
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Ilias, we've got in the way game with Finland coming up soon, and I don't ask for much, but a 25-yard free-kick top corner winner in the last minute will go down lovely.
4: No, 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 we'll try and do that. We'll try and do that.
1: <laughs> or, or, or a Rob Dickey 45-yard thunder strike, even better. Whatever, yeah. just a yeah, problem. problem. But,
4: the uh, Rob Dick is forty-five. Is probably more. You have more chance there.
1: Because he's- <laughs> <laughs> does he hit them? No, seriously. I'm sorry, Chris. I let let him go after this because I know we're keeping on this. But does he hit them sort of things in training? Is he? Is there someone guiding them in with some kind of weird, um, tech technology behind him? Because I've I've never known anyone to hit a ball that hard and that sweet.
4: No, he does. He, he tries it in training and it ends up in the in on the M four. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't know how he does it in games, but uh, training there, <laughs> training. You, you probably see a ball flying on the info on Friday, on the Fridays. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Oh, mate, well, thanks ever so much for joining us again. Uh, really appreciate it. And, 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 and thanks thanks to you and all the team. You're putting a, a smile on everyone's faces this season. Uh, thank
4: you very much for having me and uh thank you very much for the support that you guys give us this season and hopefully we can do great things together.
3: Mash Bristol City on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's the next brilliant. target.
1: <laughs> yeah, take take Just enjoy yourself, cheers, big mate. man. Keep enjoying Thanks yourself. So yeah, thank really you Thanks, Thanks, oh, yeah, Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye.
0: And there he goes. What a what a what a man. What a That's man. Brilliant.
1: I tell, I tell, I tell you what, you, you, you look at all these players, don't you? Sorry, Charlie, you probably do this more than because you, you you're you're the wee professional. Me fell in Chris, but Chris is a professional, believe it or not. Um, yeah, no, he is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> when I'm, um, I hit record. oh, you yeah, actually fairly admitted, brilliant, well done. <laughs> I got blamed for that. Thanks, well... mate. anyway. Yeah, whatever, Chris. Anyway, isn't it nice just a talk to a youngster, a young lad that's not media trained, he's not watching what he says, he's not just a yes and no's. He's he seems
3: pretty genuine, very, very genuine, actually, mm. more than Steve. and it's that's... just nice, isn't it? Tell you the other thing. I think that one of the material changes this season, which I didn't want to say when he was on, I think the Rangers fans actually like the QPR team at the moment. Yeah. You know, if you, go, if you go back through the last two years, some of the journeymen and all sorts of people that come in are ridiculous wages and everyone's kind of begrudged it or whatever. There's a brilliant team spirit that Warburton's got going. And you could just see Senny Dieng running the length of the pitch every time we score. And I think it has—it's kind of got into the crowd that everyone wants to support this team because they feel kind of close to them. Um, and Ilias, chair on that interview, it comes across exactly like that. I think the, the team spirit and the and the makeup of the team is superb this season.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, I think his sort of outlook and everything was, was very refreshing. And it was quite interesting to see, uh, to hear him say the part about um, a couple of years ago, we just had people that were happy to be here. But now we've got everyone that's buying into it and everyone wants to win. So, and I think that was very apparent. I think mean, you finished, you, you touched upon it uh, with Bournemouth. And um, when the players came over at full time, Barbe... He just the whistle was blown just and he he was standing right in front of the away fans. And I genuinely thought he was gonna burst into tears. He he looked so devastated and Rob Dickey as well. When he walked over, of course, there was that that bit of conundrum for the, uh, the the first goal. Um and you could really see how much it meant to the players out there. And I think you know, we're not gonna win every game this season. Um, but what like I say, what's refreshing is is how willing they are to win. And you can't ask for anything more, more than that from your side. And like I say, that's why everyone's just loving watching keep your eye at the moment because they, the, they're buying the into it and it's, and it's great.
0: Well, this is it. And the fans, you know, in, in, you know, days gone by, you know, you lose a game like that, you know, that half the fans would already be out the, out the ground, yeah. um, or there'd be boos and, you know, um, you know, comments, but yeah, it's, um, I, I think, you know, the fans are just, you know, because at least this team don't leave anything on the pitch, to use an mm. old cliche. They, you, know, you know that they're trying, and, and we were unlucky, really, not to get a, an equaliser. But
3: Oh, definitely.
0: As, as I said, you can't keep giving teams two goalies.
1: No. <laughs> um,
3: Although I, did anyone else think the first one was a foul on Rob Dickey?
2: He got that ball because he went straight through Rob Dickey's ankle. I angle. haven't watched it back. In, in real time, I didn't think it was, personally. I
1: I didn't make it because I was dropping our kid off to uni um, and I got back just in time to watch it. And I thought the same thing filled me for I thought he was far, but it's a what, what It didn't upset me and it didn't annoy me, but I was just a bit weird that some people were on his back. But I think, you know, he's been absolutely outstanding this season. Probably play the championship, in my mind, and I'm not being biased. I mean, I've, I've watched it on TV and everything else. And I think you know, some people are picking holes and this and like, look, Listen, we, we used to go seven minutes without getting beat. To go this a number <laughs> of games and not be beaten is amazing. And also, like, you know, letting goals in. It's a championship. Goals are scored left, right, and centre. It's a very fast competitive league that you don't get any time on the ball. And the difference between us and Bournemouth was as well as they did take their chances better than us and they were very piercing and a good side and absolutely mastered the dirty tricks to an absolute T. I've oh, never... Was cool. Didn't I? Yes, yeah, yeah, I mean the things they were doing was just outrageous. I mean, yes, well, it should have probably been sent off. You, you, you know, I've seen that a million times. And you, you, but he was so a yellow for your man. But also the guy throwing the ball away, that should be yellow. He has been off. And then that tackle at the end, that um, was it. Davison, I don't know, but that was shocking. I mean, that was that was a two-footed tackle, red card all day long. And Keith stride just didn't do nothing as usual. And just I felt that was pretty bad. I felt that we. Didn't deserve well, to lose, even with the, the, the poor goals we gave away,
3: sorry, for. We, we gave away two dreadful goals. The reason we didn't get a draw as well, mustn't forget, is their keeper had an absolute worldie. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. just save after save after save. But going back to your other point, Finney, they definitely had a game plan to kick Willock and chair off the pitch. And yeah. you, know, you know the phrase that a ref loses control of the game? It doesn't necessarily mean there's a massive flare-up, but the ref lost control of that game because it was just weird decision-making, not giving free kicks when he should have done, not giving yellow card when he should have done. And so there was a kind of free-for-all. So our flair players were were flattened so regularly, weren't
2: they? Yeah, just come to the referee. Th- no, no, go Sorry, on, go on, go on, Finney, go on, Finney, go on.
1: There's also the kick in Barbay, which was a red as well. Um, if you're going to send Willock off, and they're going to win, about Willock did off. The fellow that kicked Barbay should have walked as well. You know, and... It just annoys me. Stroud, I think, is absolutely shit anyway. But he does nothing but prove to me game after game after game after game that he is the Rob Styles of this world. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it's, just, it's just to me, it's, it's sad because it ruins the game for both sides. But then I'm still struggling when people on TV saying Bournemouth demand promotion to the premiership, they're going to where they belong. Really? Bournemouth? Jesus. I think with Football's the TV... Very strange. I was
0: like you, I couldn't get down to Bournemouth. Um, unfortunately, I was at Reading. Um but um yeah, the I think the, the problem is that, the, that some um pundits don't do their homework and, and, and Bournemouth, like ex-Premier League club from you know, like two seasons ago or whatever, it's an e- it's an easy thing to latch on to and it's you know like look the same with West Brom, you know, they they're more comfortable talking about teams that have been in the Premier League, you know, recently. Than and, and they are about teams like QPR. And I've seen it, yeah, time and time again. It's. Um,
1: Bournemouth, Chris. I know, I, know even, I know exactly
0: what you I mean, said. Don't,
1: don't get me wrong. I don't even believe that we are a Premiership club anymore. Um, we won we the 90s. Yeah. We proved that. Um, but, you know, we spent more time out of it than we have in it. You know, but Bournemouth, I mean, come
2: on. It's just. And that's not being shocking. disrespectful.
1: That's just being shocked. They, they, they're terrible, aren't they? Charlie, yeah. what were they singing? Cause I couldn't make it out. Oh entirely. my god, there it was, was one.
2: There was one charm that just was just hysterical Though There is that one. Is I don't want to sing it and embarrass myself, but it was like, and if you can't hear us, we sing a little and it was just like, oh my god, it was like scout camp <laughs> coming from, from, the, from there <laughs> half of the stadium. But just going back onto your point as well about the referee, and I don't think I've seen such a disjointed game, there was no flow, every single possible free kick he stopped. And he did not allow one quick free kick for the whole ninety minutes. He stop, have a word with the player, and it just killed. It just killed the game. I know you talk about the decision making and lack of um, penalisation for the time wasting, but that for me was just so amateur, um, and it was just very frustrating to watch. It just didn't. It just it didn't allow the game to sort of get going. It was like I say, it was just constant pauses and uh, yeah, disappointing. But yeah, the Bournemouth fans were, were shocking.
0: <laughs> right. So we, we just before we. Um... Get down to the R's end and all the rest of it. Let's let's just move on to the Reading game. Um, I, I was one of the one of the fans who was in the away end. Um, or, or <laughs> <next to> the, <laughs> the, ne, sorry, not the away end, the home end, I should say. Sorry. Oh really? Um, yeah, next to um, uh, next to the away end. Um, and I I kind of sat tight because um somebody I know from Reading had got me the ticket, and I didn't want to get him in bother. But it was yeah. First of all, it was like a couple of people. And then they scored the goal and they're just popping up everywhere. <laughs> uh, it's such a such a, such a weird situation. And then, of course, they all sort of moved to the front. I've got to say that I didn't see any... There wasn't any bother. There was no, no one was hitting anybody or anything like that. But just shocking decision by Reading in the first place to not release those tickets. There was like a... You know, like a, a bit higher up, there was like an empty little stand they could have put them in. Yeah. And as it ends, they, 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 as it turns out, they put them all in the home end anyway. But I'm just saying, if that, that you know, if they'd all have been there when we got three one, it only takes some idiot from Reading to start goading someone. You could have had a full scale riot on your hands.
1: I think yeah. the thing is, Chris, what they did is they there's that um, group of scope boys um, in the corner. That they they stay as a singing section and flag waving section and, yeah. and and so on which I think was half full, something like that. So that's why we didn't get it. I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous to look at the ground as half empty and, and, and not understand why they couldn't delegate it somewhere else for QPR fans to go to instead of selling a whole lot of hassle because you should be putting your stewards in that situation anyway for a start. And secondly, we don't need any trouble at football that makes both clubs look bad. And um, I think the, the Rangers fans are more than happy just to the, the way things are when they just got carried on on a crest of a way. But if it was a a deemed, If Willick school had got in and they'd have been in that section, it could have been a very different story. However, it wasn't. And well played, to him for getting and joining us. But yeah, it's just ready being ready. I mean, we're kind of getting this as well. Like you know, you're getting like Team Brentford seem to have an obsession with us, which is weird. On Twitter, you've got, um, you know, you have got the likes of Reading and stuff like that. There. But I just, I just think getting to, whoever just signed Reading's ground should be, um, well, I would say hung, drawn, and corded, but that's too late. I mean, who the hell decided to build that out there, that far out, and it's just chaos. And also, it's like every game's like the first game. Waiting for a boss is just like, Jesus, it's like, it's like the last flight out of the cycle. And I mean, you know, it's just like, the, 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 they've never had this before. Oh, yeah, we'll never. And it's just weird. And it's just like, it's just a recipe for disaster if you've got the wrong attitude. But one thing I will say about way House is, is, and I said this to me on Saturday, uh, just the one because I only got one friend. Nah. Um, and I said to, to to Alan, who supports Crusaders, by the way, and they're shy, no But anyway, um, as well keep, I was just saying, you know, he hit but we hit Crusaders. Um, the, the whole away experience is so much better now because everyone's happier. You don't mind, no, you don't mind how much you drink. You don't know how much spend, how much you spend. The crack is amazing, and the, it's not just winning. It's because and Charlie hit this nail in the head earlier on. These fans, these players relate to each other one hundred percent. And I I don't think no matter what happens this season, the team and the fans are gonna stay strong whatever happens. And I think that's bloody brilliant. Because you don't care because so many years you're at Rangers games and it's just so depressing. This is this is brilliant what they're building. And I hope I just hope it continues for it's like the old QPR Phil. and and, and Chris, sorry, Charlie, to, to make you feel young and
3: left out of this. But you know, this is the QPR we fell in love with, isn't it, lads? You know, this is, oh, this is what it's about. that's that's why I mentioned it. You know, I remember in the premiership years, I took my son away to Liverpool because he wanted to go to Anfield. And we were in row B or C or something at Anfield. And Jay Bothroyd was playing.
2: And in I can't, I'm not, I,
3: won't, I won't use the language now, but a QPR bloke, QPR, ran down the alleyway right to the front. And Jay Bothroyd was chasing or not chasing this ball into the corner. And this bloke shouted at the top of his voice, I've driven five hours to get here, you bleep. The least you can do is run around. And everybody stopped. Because Anfield is, can be a bit like a library anyway. QBR were not making any noise. And Jay Bothroyd heard this and just stood and looked at this bloke. And you just wouldn't get that at the moment. And he was this bloke was absolutely right. Jay Bothroyd was there earning his 40 grand a week, just wandering around like he didn't care. Whereas at the moment... It's the complete opposite of that. No, and long way to continue.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. there's um, one thing I just want to quickly touch upon with the fact that you know everyone's buying into how great it is supporting the team at the moment, but this for me just went way too far. Resting a beam back for the Reading game is like, come on, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, for me, I just I thought, thought that was. That I was thought too- that was
3: the club taking the mick a
2: bit. To be honest with yeah, you. Did I? <laughs> Obviously, I thought it was. Almost.
1: I thought there, I thought was, it was. It meant the TV and a beanbag. But mm. obviously, I got it wrong. Yes, a beanbag was a bit of a spoof. <laughs> okay. For think they, away. Come on! <laughs> I, I think they were. I think the club and the defence were probably trying to show they were doing everything they possibly could after the absolute cock-up with the tickets. So it's kind of yeah. we cocked up with the tickets. Like, we're trying to get you a beanbag. It was <laughs> never going to happen.
3: <laughs> can I? Can I just raise one other point as well. You know, when you you, you, you thank your lucky stars, do you see today? Forest of sacked Chris Hughton, right? This is the same club that sacked Warburton, and look what Warburton is doing for us. You just think through all those dark seasons we've been, you know, chopping and changing of managers, terrible management at the top, terrible recruitment, or whatever. We're finally seem to be in a place where we're in a better position than others. And there was a story in the Times again today about Derby being deducted nine points. You just, you just got to enjoy it whilst we're in a kind of a good place. You know what I mean? The inter-
1: the interesting, story, is, the, the interesting thing about Forest is, the interesting thing about Forest that I find it's like you know when you're in a relationship and it's like it's not you, it's me. With the Forest board, it's definitely not us, it's you. <laughs> every manager, every season, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they've continued a the run kind of
2: sucking a manager like within twelve months for. Uh, oh, it's you know just ludicrous. It every
1: season since two thousand and ten, they've had a new manager. Ten? Yeah, season. ten years.
3: Yeah. No.
0: So what was the Derby thing? I missed that. What, are they going to be deducted nine points this season
3: or next season? Well, I mean, don't know. This, is, this has been rumbling on for ages. But there's a story in the paper today that they were going to get deducted nine points this season, yeah. But we'll believe it when we see it, won't we?
2: Well, you
1: imagine like the, and, and the Brian Clough way, whenever they call that little stretch of road, like, you know, Derby are having this horrible season. It's going completely, completely wrong and, and Forrester going, like, hold my beer. You know, because <laughs> they're they giving it a go of being absolutely worse run than their rivals. It's it's it's, it's a feel for the fans, but at the same time, Jesus, I mean, why do these people buy these football clubs and destroy them? But you know, thank God it's not us, eh? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: And um, before we come on, I come on to ours end. Um, I just want a little conundrum for you both. We've got Bristol City obviously next, and then we've got Everton in the cup. Um, and on heart, would you if you could if you could only win one of those games, which one would you choose to win, oh, Finny? Oh,
1: for Christ's sake! What a stupid question! I'm not <laughs> answering that. That's a nonsense. I'm 52 <laughs> years of age. I'm bold and far. I refuse to answer stupid. Now I would. I'll always take three points, but I really, really want a cup run. Um, so I want to win both, and I refuse to pick and choose which one <laughs> to lose.
3: Phil, I. I well, this, I was going to come on to this later on, but actually, you know, this whole feel-good thing, and yeah. we were very unlucky to lose against Bournemouth, and, and I just love the fact the ground's fuller and everyone's loving it, but I was going to say later on, but we've got to it now, that this is a bit of a key week because we've got to do a job against Bristol City. Because we've then got Everton that could really dent confidence. And then we've got West Brom away on telly on a Friday night. Oh, my Lord, that can't, you know, maybe it will go well. We'll see. So, you know, you can easily see if things don't go well against Bristol City, it could be a pretty torrid week. I don't think it will because I think we'll beat Bristol City. But if you giving me a straight choice, I would go for a win against Everton because we've got we've got 30 odd games to go i'm so confident in this team as long as johansson doesn't get injured that we are going to pick up shed loads of points and even if we're eighth by kind of march i'm confident we'll get the playoffs but i'm with finney i would just love a cup run and yeah. i i i think if i i'm hoping and praying in some ways that everton make nine changes and we beat them 4-0 That you know that, that because that thing the thing that the premiership do about swapping sides out for the cup is just atro- atrocious and they shouldn't be allowed to do it. It's just, to
1: sorry, Phil, we have to go to little down to be dangerous. Carry on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: with,
0: I'm with you, Phil. I'm I'm, I'm quite glad that Everton are doing well. I mean, they're sort of joint top um, on, on points, certainly, um, which make, makes me think, you know, that they're, they're more, more likely to try and rest a few. I think we should, you know, rest a couple as well, but um you know if someone someone who needs a rest that is but yeah I I, I would I would take the Everton win um Charlie what do you think
2: see I'm gonna I'm torn it's a tough one but I'm gonna contradict the three of you I think um don't get me wrong I love the cup there's something so special about the cup and I'd love to go far in the cup this year but if I did have to pick the one I would go for the league win I think in in this league it's it's, you know, of course, it's not easy at all, but um, once you string a good few wins together, it's just as easy to to completely disband and go downhill. And I think two back-to-back defeats, you then go into an Everton game where you could be up against it, maybe get something in that one, and all of a sudden we've got this amazing run and we we could be, you know, three, you know, three defeats in a row and it's hard to come, sometimes come out of a right in this league. So personally, I'd bank the three points in the league. But like I say, I'd love a result in the cup and I'd love to see what, what we can do in the, in the cup this year.
3: I bought my ticket for Everton because I thought, you know, in case I need to keep it and prove the points, so I can get a Wembley ticket when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Lord. That's not going to end well.
0: OK, right. end time. Um Finney? Oh, no, you, you go lost. Sorry, I've not done this for a while. I'm not
1: terribly, sorry. You
3: if can you tell, tell, Chris. You have, you, listen, you press record this time, so it's all good. Phil? <laughs> uh, I haven't really got one, but the one thing I was going to say, which I haven't said so far, is what a magnificent piece of business it is getting Stefan Johansson. And if, you know, I, I was a, a huge fan of Charlie Austin. I go on about him all the time. He's a great finisher. That was a great bit of business. Ilya's chair is superb, we talked to him earlier on but our season hinges on Stefan Johansson, he is he just makes everything tick and it's interesting first half against Barnsley was the first half of football I've seen him be really anonymous and we were losing something happened at half time second half he was absolutely outstanding, demanding the ball all the time that is the player that are, I think more than any other that our season hinges on, he is a class act, so I suppose that's my arse end
2: Brilliant, Charlie? Um maybe one that maybe a little bit more negative. Um I think our fan base sometimes just really does frustrate me at points. Um I think we you know we've enjoyed an unbelievable start to the season. And again, you know, it's we're seeing these these things about um Charlie Austin how everyone's for some reason is getting on his back for um some of his performances recently, which I think is just um ludicrous. I don't really think anything's warranted that. And then there was a lot of um a lot of abuse for Osman Kakai after his performance at Bournemouth. I uh, don't get me wrong. Um I don't think, you know, I don't think that was a good performance. I think um he kind of got that one wrong and wasn't quite at the pace. But I don't think now in this, you know, we we're so keen to promote this culture of players go, you know, you know, we've seen Chair and Willock. Um, expressing themselves fantastically well and the confidence in that squad this never say die attitude is only because of that and if QPR players as QPR fans are constantly I know it's only a select few but tearing players down it's just like what what more can you want from from the players at the moment they're they're putting everything out there and it's the least we could do is just get behind them they're not all going to perform fantastically well at every game of this season it's just get behind the club at the moment enjoy it because this won't last forever you know, exactly. soon enough, there will be a time when you'll be complaining about everyone. So just bite your tongue and just and just buy into it and just enjoy it is, is my sort of stance at the moment.
0: Yeah, I just just to follow up, for, for those who don't know um, with Charlie, and like you say, it is a select few, but it, 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 it was enough for, for his wife um to, to, to put this on Twitter. She said, I'm so proud of my husband. Between hospital visits, spending time with his grandmother and family and very little sleep, Charlie still wanted to train every single day, still wanted to play purely because he loves his club. At least it's evident now why he looks out of sorts. You never know what goes on behind closed doors, so just be kind, always be kind. To anyone who had anything neg- negative to say that wasn't constructive in the last few weeks, shame on you. There is no place for these kind of people in football. Mm. And, yeah, well said, Bianca. I think you know, the majority, looking at the replies, I think it's, you know, 99% um, would be behind him. And, and, and who in the right mind would criticise Charlie Austin? I mean, Charlie it's Austin, he, he, he's a... You know, I mentioned earlier about the, the all-time great QPR players. He's, he's right in the mix, you know. He's mm. an absolute legend. And, you know, so it, obviously, regardless of family circumstance, he might just be a bit out of form. So what? You know, it's it's players ha- have bad trots, the same as we have bad trots in life. Support him and support the team. It's not rocket mm. science. Um, well, that's true.
1: But then, to be fair, people aren't going to know what's going on behind closed doors, does it, does it matter, does it? I think some mean, people. No, hang on a let me, let me. I haven't finished your on. point, Chris. It's all right. I don't mind. You've got a nice top one. I'll, I'll let you off with it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I keep saying that these people are human. Keep, keep it constructive by all means. Yeah. You know, no one's saying you have to love everyone because you don't. You can't no, criticize because we do it in the pub. Of course not. But it's like just be a wee bit wise sometimes. I mean, there's enough. <sighs> You know, this brings me on to a point I was going to make. I, I set up, as you know, a WhatsApp group um, after lossy Mum because you know it was, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, mean, I was struggling. So I thought, well, there must be a lot of people who are struggling. Pandemic, losing people, yada yada yada. And then we got people joining it so they could leak information from that group onto WhatsApp groups and put it on Twitter and stuff like that. And I kind of think, you know, the world's twisted. This is our own fans doing this, and. It's really sad because there's some people who really need that group who felt isolated and felt alone. And the next thing they're having their phone numbers and messages put on over Twitter and stuff. And it's like, whoever's doing it, please stop it. You know, you're doing a lot of damage to people. You, you might think it's funny. If you want to go at me, just put my shite up that I talk about and have a go at me. I'm big enough to take it. But respect the group and the meaning of that group. That group, sir, for some people who you might not relate to, you might not understand the pressures are going through. But believe me, there's some people who need that group and the last thing they need is their names and their messages. No matter how simple you may think those things are, put out there. Just leave them alone and let people get on with it. You know, grief is a terrible thing. I'm telling you, I've never experienced anything like it. I hate it. I understand what Charlie Austin's gone through and Bianca, but people do need to be kind. Bianca's right there. But also, don't be a gobshite. Try and understand people. You know, that, that, that really frustrated me this week saying... WhatsApp messages put on the web again. I'm just like, wow, what is wrong with these people? It's just a group where everyone just says... I mean, to give an example of how good this group is, and, I, you know, I, I don't even talk that much. There's a fellow who's was having a heart attack. Ross Noble has been on the podcast, Chris, you know?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And it was documented all the whole way through. He went to work, and he's like, oh, I'm in the back of an ambulance. And the support that he got and his wife helped him through intensive care and everything. So, yeah, that's my run. I'm sorry to bore you all to death, but it's just... Not it pisses right. me no. off. No, They're supposed thanks. to be fans of it. We all support the same club for years.
0: Yeah, no, very well said, mate. And and I'll do my my hours end is, is is very quick. I did it in in the uh, the pod that never was the pod. Uh, <laughs> get the
1: that was the best podcast ever, Chris. You made some blinding remarks, day um, You didn't so, get everything wrong at all.
0: It's kind of déjà vu because I was in a hotel room for, for work yeah. then, and I'm in one now. And you know, I'm terrified. Yeah, I'm, a hotel I'm room, looking at yeah. the te- top top left, and it's still saying recording. I believe it. Charlie's recording too for belt yeah, So
2: Covering all bases. People I hope can't this can't does see
0: it. the light of day. Not least for Elias Chair because he was brilliant. But yeah, so Phil's always like to room
1: with a camera just in case. Carry on.
0: Yeah, but way way back when, um, when it, it must have been July or August when it was on holiday, in Broadstairs in Kent. Um, I uh, yeah, like I said, I, I haven't bought a new top in years, but I like this so much that I'm even even wearing it outside of games, um, and uh, spotted another QPR fan with his brother uh, wearing tops. Only other tops on the beach, apart from Chelsea, but we won't, we won't go into that. Even the ice cream man was uh, used to go to my school in Norfolk. Um, but, yeah, so I wanted to shout out to them, to Kieran and Owen McKenna um, and their mum, Jackie. So that's it. Absolutely. Sorry know sorry so
1: his that's right I, I'll do my R's now because that wasn't really my it kind of went into the Charlie <laughs> no, really, kind of really. <laughs> right the and it goes back <laughs> I'll be I'll be two minutes listen I love the kit on Saturday I thought it looked fantastic I think the home shirt looks brilliant and I just want to say well done Francis he takes a lot of grief at times but fair play to him he really has pulled it out this season I think it's very It's it's, it's both kits are beautiful and I say that as a 52-year-old fat baldy man, but yes, well done, Francis. You've given us something proud of, and I think they're class this season. And it's nice to see so many people and kids, and it's nice to see Rangers fans' smiles on their faces. As I was said on the podcast, it never was as well. And Charlie made some fantastic points out there. It's oh, yes, unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah. Oh Jesus, Charlie. I think. Do you know what? I think the podcast awards was waiting for that podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, guys. Thanks, Finney. Uh, predictions before we go: Bristol City and Everton. Um, I'll go first I, I think Bristol City uh, I'm going to go 3-1 and Everton depends what type team they put out but I'm going to go one or we win on pens oh.
1: Oh. I, I think Bristol City will be 2-0 the Rangers I think we'll keep a clean sheet because we have to because otherwise everyone's going to explode but no one ranges it'd be for 3-2 4 three, whatever there'd be goals and um, I just want to see Nigel Pearson blow his blues again I, just, <laughs> I love seeing Nigel Pearson I love managers when they just blow their fuse and just think, I don't want to be in that changing room if I you. you just know that the, it's, it's, the, the whole thing is going to blow. Up. Everton, I think, is going to be like Chris, but I think it'll be like two all or something, and it'll go to penalties. And I think Senad Diang will come out of it as a superb
3: stop stopper and a hero.
0: Fabulous! So I'm almost believing
3: that, uh, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we'll beat Bristol City, but I actually don't think that the goal fest will continue. I think it'll be something like one nil. But, like but yes, yeah, so exactly, so would I. But I think that Everton are going to change a whole host of players and I think we're going to trounce on 3-0. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Steady on, son. Uh, Charlie, I, was, I, I, was called, I was called an optimist last time I was on, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> throwing, I'm throwing the optimism out again. I, uh, the
1: have, optimist. I, I thought it was Phil the positive. It's the optimist, Chris, sorry. Yeah. I'll have what Phil's having. Uh, right,
2: Charlie. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if this is more of a wish than a prediction, but I'm hoping on Saturday it will be the the some the sorry the first sort of convincing win in terms of not going behind early and kind of and getting a two nil win is what is what our, my prediction is for Saturday Everton. Um, I was going to kind of. I'm gonna go. With what you? I was feeling a one-one, uh, the same as same as Chris there. and Maybe it goes penalties, and of course, the ER's being triumphant. So yeah, two-two nil. I think on Saturday. I'm, I'm hoping for, like I say, a convincing win where we haven't got. I don't get me wrong. It's, it's great come uh, doing all the comebacks, but I'd love just a, a reassured performance from from the first minute to last because i don't really think we've seen that
1: honestly it's it's like watching the remake of the bloody jesus this, this team every week and there's more comebacks it's like oh Jesus, we're going to resurrect ourselves again this is just so yes a nice easy seven nil home win
2: would be t- yeah. tremendous and everton Edmonton, charlie everton yeah.
0: charlie or did
2: you say Oh no, Everton. i was saying 1-1 and penalties as well brilliant Absolutely. yeah, I, I, yeah.
0: Right, fellas, thanks ever so much. Um, it's been open all hours. Um, you can uh, listen to us, and quite frighteningly for me, anyway, you can actually see us. Uh, where can they see us, Charlie? Uh, Talking
2: Rangers YouTube channel.
0: Fabulous.
1: Yeah. All right. But sadly, this face ain't going to get any better. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank okay, guys. Yeah.
2: See so you later, lads.